Organic Poison Podcast. I am your host, Shane Smith. Welcome. Glad you guys could come back and listen. Taking a little bit of time off here lately. I wonder if you guys have been listening to all of the episodes that we have. We have a lot. We have a lot. 100 plus? 120 plus? I'm not sure. I've been saying 120 plus. So I hope it's 120 plus. If not, maybe this is 121 right here. Nonetheless, I digress. Welcome back. Uh, if this is your first episode, you should go back and listen to all of the other episodes. Why not? You know What you should do is you should pick go back like 10 and listen to the 10 catching up to here. And then you should go back to like 10 before that if you actually make it through those 10 and then do it like that. Or you could go back to the very beginning. Or you could just pick a random one. Go into the middle of it. Doesn't matter. Look, I have to do a lot of promotion of the previous episodes. I mean, damn. It's like over 200 hours of talking. Me and compadres, or just me. Uh, It's a lot of conversation. uh, Whether it be with other people or me talking to myself. But more importantly than me talking to myself is the fact that I do get to have conversations with my friends or people that I've just met or people that I'm trying to, you know, have a conversation with and, you know, uh, support and stuff like that. Got a lot of episodes with Xander Blades, good friend of mine, lifelong friend. Uh, there's a good episode with Taylor Foster, another friend of mine that I've had for forever. Um, you know, I just recently did an episode with, uh, Keith Dalton. For those of you who don't know who that is, very interesting character. Another person I've known for a very long time. Good guy. Uh, you guys also should go listen to uh, any of the episodes that I have with Timothy Watkins. Those are great episodes as well. Usually pretty pretty uh, funny stuff, uh, depending, I guess, on how your humor works. But I think it's usually pretty funny stuff. Uh, I always get a good chuckle whenever I get back to go and listen to those episodes. So if this happens to be your first time listening to the show, I appreciate you for tuning in, and I hope to have you back. If this is your... 121st time, huh? See what I did there? See what I did there? Listening to the show, then thank you for continuing to support this podcast and being a part of Organic Poison and, uh, you know, this journey. It's fun. It's nice. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I do enjoy uh, getting to promote the podcast and watching it grow and having people ask me questions about it or having people bring up topics that we talked about on here. Uh, are people telling me, man, I learned some shit from that random ass conversation you guys had the other day or, uh, you know, or messaging me and being like, actually you were kind of wrong about this, but you were onto something, you know, like those kind of things. I like that. It's nice. Uh, you know, but you know, if you hate, if you hate what you hear, then that's fine too. There is like, I think they said that there's like millions of hours of podcasts like uploaded every week. So go listen to another one. Uh, (laughs) I'm half kidding. Uh, I hope you're not too offended, but if you are, that sucks. Uh, take a joke. If you could take a joke half as good as you could take a dick, am I right? <laughs> uh, but no, so I'm going to chat with you guys for a little bit tonight. Um, I do want to tell you, we got got a handful of really good guests coming up. About to go on a run here at the beginning of the year. We did 10 weeks straight, no breaks. Uh, I do a show called Toxic Tunes and Trends, also on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. It comes at 9 p.m. every Thursday. It goes for an hour. I play 30 minutes of tunes, and I talk for 30 minutes. Uh, we try to split it up, make it a nice mix, and... To, you know, I try to have a showcase for uh, like a local artist and then, you know, mix it in with some good stuff that you guys may or may not know. So one week it might be centered around rap music. One me- week it might be centered around dance music. 
one week it'll be surrounded by some heavy shit or, you know, some melodic shit. You never know. But, you know, I kind of try to keep it on theme. But we're always talking about stuff on there, too. So be sure to check it out. And new episodes of Organic Poison air at 7 p.m., almost every Tuesday on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. So I would encourage you guys, if you're not listening on there right now, or if you are listening on there right now, go and save that website. Tune in to my shows. Tune in to some of the other shows on there. Um, and something that, you know, as repetitious as it sounds, and it probably sounds really redundant, and it's very important, especially for someone like myself who does not... Uh, you know, get out of the house anywhere near as much as he should. But also, I don't spend any money on promotion for this podcast. Uh, a lot of it is, uh, I mean, literally all of it is word of mouth or me just harassing people to check it out. And I don't do that anywhere near as much as I would have if this was 15 years ago and I was trying to promote some music. So, uh, you know, if you do enjoy any of the episodes, you, you can tell people, hey, dude, I don't like 98% or I don't like 120 of the episodes this guy does. But there was this one episode you know, show some love to share it with somebody. You never know that somebody else might get something out of it. And, you know, I say all of this right before I get into talking about how fucking people want us to tip robots. Am I crazy or am I crazy? I am definitely not crazy because it would be fucking terrible. It would be a terrible existence if we felt obligated to. Okay, look, I will get into it in a, in a second. But I really do appreciate every time you guys are sharing the podcast, whether it be on socials. I don't have Facebook. Not currently, at least. So if somebody, if you hear an episode you like, share it on Facebook. Go share it with someone. Seriously, text it to a friend. You might be embarrassed to listen to me and Timothy Watkins talking about fucking a couch. You might be embarrassed about enjoying that conversation or laughing about that conversation. I know there's a handful of you guys that are really, I mean, there's a lot of you out there that are must be terribly embarrassed about the fact that you listened to the Keith Dalton episode because the numbers... You guys definitely tuned into that. I know a lot of you didn't want to tell me you did, but I can see that you tuned in. I don't see, I can't see who tuned in, but I can definitely see uh, that a lot of you listened for at least three hours of that four-hour podcast. So, and I do appreciate that. You know, it's okay. It's a safe space here. You don't have to tell anyone you listen to that one. Go find one where we were talking about the UFC or we were talking about like, you know, I don't know, fucking something else, and tell them to listen to that one. Enough about me convincing you to do my work for me. Uh, let's just jump into the show. We're going to run through some topics tonight since it's uh, just me and you. How's that sound? Sounds a little nice, huh? Okay, uh, well, what was it? Okay, Google. Or, hey, Siri. You guys got to hit me up. Tell me if it worked. I didn't understand. Oh, shit. My fucking Google just went off in my kitchen. <laughs> my son's going to wake up and tweak out. Oh my gosh. Today, recording this, not the day that you hear this, but today was my son's fourth birthday. Wow. It's crazy. It might not be crazy to you. Uh, some of you are probably parents, but for me, it is absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, as someone who always wanted to, ha you know, grow up and have a family, I just, it was hardly attainable. I never knew that there would be the possible day that I would not only be a father, but a father of a four-year-old child, happily married, living life, working, and just, you know, making the most out of the, uh, the hands, the card that I was dealt, the hand that I was dealt. Yeah. But at, here I am, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm, it's not, a uh, a brag, but I will definitely say that I am proud of myself. Uh, in the past five months, I have had 
zero alcoholic beverages, which is far more uh, almost shocking than the fact that I got married and had a kid. Uh, but I'll tell you like I tell everyone else. I haven't quit drinking. At the beginning of the year, I was sick, and I just haven't drank uh, because I just haven't. You know, I never thought that I would be able to take that much time off of drinking just because I'm, you know, uh, historically speaking, for the past 10 years, uh, I would never go, you know, more than like a week without having uh, some beer, a six-pack or something, or a pint, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, and, you know, for most of my 20s, I was drinking just about every other day, or every day or every other day. Um, and it is definitely been a game changer for me, uh, not only with my, uh, relationship with my wife and my health, but like with working and just the, the way that I can look and see how I can, you know, do better things for myself. Now, this is not, like I said, I am not, I've not quit drinking. I'm going to drink again, but I can tell you, it'll be a lot more scarce. Like, I don't know. I can't explain what it is. Uh, it has been such an awesome thing to have not been drinking. You know, I didn't have to, I mean, probably several times in my life I probably should have gone to rehab, uh, definitely considered it, uh, but I didn't have to. You know, I got sick, and I think that me getting sick probably had nothing to do with me drinking, but it's possible that it did. Uh, but either way, uh, when I got over that, you know, uh, I start, you know, finally went to the doctor. I know how so many people are so intimidated about going to the doctor and just seeing what could be wrong. And I started taking blood pressure medicine. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but and I've talked about it on the radio show as well. But I do want to stress, if you have any kind of things going on in your life, whether it be uh, an ailment or whether it be just uh, substance you know, abuse or just like anything like that, just, I think I would definitely encourage, especially if you're not happy. Now, look, I also am very well familiar with the art of being like, I'm fine and knowing that you're not fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a captain of that. I'm still to this day. I am definitely that guy, but I, I definitely would encourage you. Like you, if you don't have, if you don't have like a friend or a family member that you can talk to about something like that, reach out to someone you don't know. You know what? Holler at me. I'm not going to be able to hold your hand through the entire process of, you know, getting to feel better or going to the doctor. But, I, I mean, I can tell you exactly how it what went for me. I didn't go to the doctor, and the doctor told me to quit drinking. I mean, I definitely needed to cut back on drinking. I was drinking on the weekends, of course, at this point in my life. But I've drank enough over the years to... Uh, to definitely like have gotten a lot of people drunk. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but I have drank more than the normal human being should consume, I believe. I think that the 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 term drunkard definitely would fit into the category and not so much these past like 4 years or so. Uh I, but I still drank heavily, you know, on the weekends, especially as a kid goes to sleep and and everybody's locked in, well, I'm going to go ahead and have me some beer and play, stay up really late and wake up. It just, it's, it's, I don't know, it just it takes away so much from your life. But I know that used to, I know that it's a lot worse for some people. And, you know, this whole fucking drinking every night thing too, man. Like, if I'm being honest, and not to make anybody feel like shit, but you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. It's, it is a huge waste of time. It's a huge waste of money, especially if you're a creative person. If you are a creative person and 
you are, or if you have ideas, do you want to start a business? Do you want to like work for yourself? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to do this and do that? But like for some reason, like you drink and be like, I'll do it tomorrow, or you'll smoke too much, or you know, maybe you, you're dealing with something even harsher than that, and it's even it's got a even worse grip on you. I'm going to have to encourage you to go to talk to someone and actually want to because. As someone who thought that like things would just be so boring and like the the fun and every experience in life would just not be there because of the fact that I wouldn't be able to drink or I wouldn't be able to do this or that, it takes time, but it's not as intimidating. It's intimidating, don't get me wrong, but it is not as difficult as you think once you get there. Get to the other side, and it's not as hard to hang out over here as you might think. I'm not trying to preach to nobody, but I am. I did want to share that with you guys on today as my son's birthday, the broader picture of why I'm pointing that out. my I've been able to uh, feel and express and control my emotions better. I'm not saying that I've been like a, a, a neurotic mess or anything like that. I understand that there's people out there that actually really have like real severe like anxiety and severe, you know, whatever. But like I, I've, I've dealt with these things and I've had to deal with them more, actually deal with them more since I have stopped drinking every weekend. I don't have that to hold on to. Well, Friday, whew. I'm um, getting me a 12-pack, and I'm going to drink the 12-pack for the weekend. I understand to a lot of people, that 12-pack for the weekend, jeez. But I'm telling you, a crutch is a crutch. Used to, I would drink that much just about every night, but then it still holding on to that crutch. But it's like, once you can kind of let it go, man, it's a little different. It's different. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be anybody's savior here, and I'm definitely not trying to preach to anybody. But I do want to share that with you guys, as goofy as it sounds, that it, your life can still be interesting. Your life actually will probably become more interesting if you don't hold on to that, I've got to go fucking get my fix every night or go get my fix every weekend. Just living for that fix because there's so much more going on. You can expand your mind without doing that. If anything, I feel like it kind of is a cudgel. So I do want to share the fact that as a father, uh, health is really important. Um, and obviously health is really important to everyone, but since I have become a father, it's become more and more apparent to me, uh, that I need to be around for, uh, as long as I can. And, uh, you know, you know, you, you, we, a lot of times you think to myself, you know, drink because, oh, I just want to drink cause I want to feel good. Well, why don't you feel good already? You know, and this is me talking to myself when I have those types of things. Why don't I feel good already? You should feel good already, man. Like, look at the things, the things in my life that I have not necessarily, let's just say, overcome. The things that I have overcome, uh, the things that I've gotten through, the things that I have, the ups and the downs, the things that we've all collectively lived through. I mean, we've lived through some pretty traumatic times in our country, um, in the world, but in our country, we lived through some pretty traumatic times, so it's like... You know, we've got reasons to be, you know, if we can come to grasp with some of these things, I'm saying on an individual level, but as individuals, we come to grasp with some of these things and we can find a way to be happy, uh, uh, you know, get locked in on something and some things, you know, get some things going in your life without having to find and seek out that feeling of feeling better. And, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'll ever be there where I don't like want to just be like, ah, man, I could just take the easy route, you know, I could just take the easy route, 
and just be like, I'm feeling down, so I'm just going to probably take this six-pack and wake up in the morning and be like, fuck it, it's all good, you know, it is what it is, and uh, keep it moving, <laughs> you know, like, and just maybe not do it the next weekend. But it's possible that I will, so I'm kind of like, I'm good. I'm saving, especially now that I have not drank for five months, I am definitely saving it for a good occasion. Like, I'm kind of bummed out, you know, like... Typically, I wouldn't just encourage, I would never encourage someone to get married before they're ready to get married to whoever they're going to get married to. Absolutely not. Uh, same thing as, you know, having a kid. I would never encourage them to, look, uh, if you really want your life to get better, go have a kid. That's not what I'm saying at, at all. <laughs> but, uh, but I really do wish, like, one of my friends would, like, get married so we could go on a fucking bachelor trip. I mean, I got married five years ago. None of these fuckers have gotten married. Like, I mean, I've got a handful of people that I know, even if I'm not in the wedding, I know I'm getting invited to the bachelor trip. Like, it's all gravy. I know, I mean, hey, look, we're we're homies. You know, we're, it's cool. Just let me come. I'll be down, you know. I'll know at least a few of the people. None of these motherfuckers have gotten married. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, I crossed the Rubicon, and I thought that maybe some people were following me. There's a couple of you guys that are right there. Y'all are right. Right there on the cusp. I see y'all. Y'all just need to go ahead and pop the question. If you're gonna pop the question. If you're like, I'm try actually trying to find a fucking way out of this. Then just, you know, fast forward. I apologize. I shouldn't have said anything. Hope you're not listening to this podcast out loud. Uh, I hope you got your headphones in. Not trying to put you on the spot. But if you're gonna ask the question, just go ahead and ask now. Let's get that bachelor party rolling. And, you know, I'll have me some drinks. But I do also, you know, I, I think that there's an interesting there's an interesting factor into what it is about becoming an adult and the way that you grow up the way that your view on life and the way that you can kind of actually reflect uh, not only when you have a wife and a kid or a serious relationship and a kid or a kid or just a serious relationship or just getting older in general you know I, I, I admire people who don't have to uh, go through the all these different things and before they realize you know, I admire people who, you know, have been able to control their substance uh, experiences without becoming the person. Like, it's actually like a shock or humorous whenever you see some people that are like, they drink like three beers and they are giggity. No, and they're giddy and they're laughing and they're cutting up and like, oh my God, I think he's drunk. You know, like that's funny because you never see them that way. They're never that way. I admire that. I think that uh, there's I could be somewhere on the world record of how many people have seen me totally fucking foobard. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that whoever did see that had a great time when they did. <laughs> but um, I don't. I'm not really sure where I was going with that. But I did want to point out my son's birthday and shout out to Gideon. He's awesome. Um, you know, I talk a lot of shit on here and I talk a lot of shit on the internet and uh, you know I'm. I like to have crazy conversations. I like to have fun conversations, serious conversations, uh, stupid conversations, somewhat, somewhat walking on the edge conversations. But I do want to point out, honestly, the no, the two most important things in my life are my wife and my son, and it is like the most fulfilling things in my life to be able to have those two things. And for them to be, you know, it's almost like, uh, I don't want to say that, I know that imposter syndrome is a real thing, so I'm not trying to make light of that, but sometimes I do feel that way. I feel like, damn, this is, not to the point where I'm like sad about it, like I'm just like, hey, it's like winning the lottery, 
Like, for those of you who have known me or listened to this show for a while, you've heard me tell a good bit of my story of this journey of a life that I, I have experienced. Like we all do. We all have our own story and our own journey. But for me personally, it's interesting, and I do feel like I hit the lottery because of the way that my life, where my life is right now. I keep waiting for something really, like, I say, I, I have finally gotten over the waiting for something cat- catastrophic to happen. And like now, I feel like I can actually just, you know, thrive with the, like the the things that I have in my life. It, I'm really grateful and happy to have the things that I have in my life. And I'm not so much. Uh, I mean, of course, reflective. I am reflective. I'm always that, and sometimes to a fault. But I think that I think that there is something awesome. I, you know, being reflective. I think there's something awesome about the fact that I can be like, well, shit. You know, I'm only 30, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, you know, my, my body's getting better. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm treating myself better. I'm not eating as, as shitty. I'm eating shitty, but I'm not eating as shitty. I'm not battering my body every weekend or every night as it once was. Uh, and, it, and it feels good, you know. And I'm not saying I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a life coach. I'm not something like that. I'm telling you just as some dude that has managed to be able to be like – and people always say, well, you know, you're just growing up, man. You know, it, it is what – it's part of the – it's part of the – but it's not just that. It's not just growing up. People can say that. I We all – everybody who's listening to this podcast knows someone who's 30 years old, a little bit younger, a little bit older, that is fucked up. They're fucked up. They got their shit fucked up. You might have your shit fucked up. I ha- I am a couple of decent decisions uh, separated from ha- being fucked up right now. Like, and I'm not just talking about throw it off for the night. I'm talking about life is fucked up. Like that you've you've either, you know, you you've had. This is the problem though. This is this is the thing that is a problem, and I think that is unfortunate for people. And and like I said, I'm not immune to this. I mean, I'm not immune to this at all. I like I said, I am a few, a few wrong decisions from being fucked up. Like at some like at this junction in my life. But I think it sucks that like you know we we all get we all not all of us a lot of us have like shit that happens when we're younger. Some people have it worse than others. Uh, you know, some people have it worse than me. Some people not as bad as me. Some people, you know, all these different things in the world that could possibly happen. To, and a lot of it happens to us when we're young. And unfortunately, by the time you're 30, if you don't, you have not course corrected, you've you've probably managed, you know, if you, if you take certain paths in life, or if you have a, just, you know, too many of those nights that you you risked it a little too much, whatever it may be, like you could be fucked up right around now in your thirties. Like it's not a joke at this point. Uh, and and people say, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to tell people that they're wrong whenever they say it's just, a, you know, you're just growing up. I'm like, yeah, but in the same breath, like it, it does take a little willpower to not. You know, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm, I'm trying. Maybe it's just me trying to tell. Like maybe it's just me just being like in the back of my head, being like, "Well, you don't know my story," you know. And it's like me being hard headed. But I just think it's more to that. Like it's not like this is just like natural progression because nothing else in my life up until this point has been some natural progression. It's not like I was just in my twenties. Like oh well, you're just in your twenties. No, no. What happened in my twenties was different. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it's not different from everyone. It's not exclusive to me. But to an extent, it kind of is. Because I lived the way that I lived from the point of zero years to 10 years. And then I lived the way that I lived from 10 years to 20 years. And then I lived the way that I lived from 20 to 30, just like you did. You did whatever you did. And I don't know. I, it just seems like it, it. there's more to it. I, I, think, I don't think it, you can just do the blanket statement to people and just say, I mean, I, undoubtedly somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Like there's more to it. It was more than me just all naturally growing up. You know, like, uh, and, you know, and I feel like I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I understand that everybody, everybody has a different story, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just trying to pat myself on the back a little more because of the fact that I can finally appreciate, sit down and be grateful for the, the things that I have. I've worked for the things that I have. I don't have a lot. I do not have a lot, but I'll tell you what, my little four-year-old and my beautiful wife, that are both on the other side of the house right now, they are awesome, and they are more than enough for me. And, uh, yeah. And I, I think that I do want people to know that it is there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to have a wife and a child. No matter what anybody tells you, people tell you, man, worry about yourself, live for yourself, do whatever. If that's what you want to do, by all means. But if you if that if there is something in you that goes, I would man, it, I just it would be so awesome to just have someone there for me that I can trust and that is faithful to me and I'm faithful to them and you know they support me and I support them and we can do things and have goals of just you know oh we're gonna do this and do that. If you want to have the if you want to have the cookie cutter home, if you want to have the perfect little whatever sweet little any kind of daydream when it comes to having a family, I promise you it is okay. There is nothing wrong with wanting that. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting that either. But it's just so many things these days, I just feel like everybody's so negative about like having a kid. It's like our people are so scared to have kids. And in my head, I'm just thinking to myself, like, there is ha there has been nothing in my life that has been... And listen now, I do need to reiterate... I said it already, but I do want to e e reiterate. There's absolutely no reason why you should have a kid just because you think it's going to make you feel better about things. You need to make sure you're Gucci before you have a kid. I could have made sure I was a little bit more Gucci. I was happily married, you know, but I was a, I was still on the cusp of delinquency whenever I had, you know, whenever me and my wife uh, finally succeeded in our uh, baby-making process. But... I, I do think I do I do think it is a great thing. I was going to say though, there's been nothing more fulfilling in my life, without a doubt, than the the love that I have for my son and that he has for me and his mom. That is honestly the most uh, that is the the greatest thing in the world to me. And it makes me look at my friends with children completely different. It makes me look at adults different, like parents. It's so. It's fucking weird. I know that all of you guys know for sure, like, the experiences that you've had, especially through your 20s. Uh, and some of you might not even be there yet, but as you get older, there becomes that crossover point where you start to realize, and it's, this sounds so fucking cliche, and it's so annoying because, to me, I don't ever want to tell anybody when I have these these thoughts because I don't want to tell any adults because they're going to be like, well, I, we told you. This is how we try to tell you. It's just part of growing up. But I, I, when you have these moments when it's like, 
oh, well, that's why they told us not to do this. Or this is why they say you don't need to be fucking around with blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's not always like detrimental shit like drugs and alcohol, but it's just simple shit. Like, you know, oh, well, you should be, you should see if you can save up this much money before you try to do this, this, and this. And then that way you'll know that you can blah, blah, blah. It's like financial literacy. Like that's something I'm still trying to learn, but we're getting there. You know, it's like, or trying to figure out how to, do things with money or figuring out how to do things with grocery shopping or finding out how to do things with people like just casual like friendships and stuff like that like having certain boundaries and just i don't know like there's so many things that like you like people adults try to tell you about you know another thing that we always talk or that i've talked about you know when once all people i started knowing like started having kids and stuff it's like one of those things where you know, small town shit. You know, you grow up in a small town, people's parents know each other. Well, you just think that, like, they know each other just by happenstance because they're old and they know each other. A lot of these motherfuckers knew each other since they were our age or younger. And it's like, they know so much stuff. Like, I'm thinking, like, say, just somebody that I've been acquaintances with. But I know a bunch of shit about them. Just like they know about me, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like, you know a bunch of shit about them. And then they have a kid, and it's like, okay, cool, whatever. And then you get older, and then your kids become friends or something like that. It's like, and then you're like, oh, shit, like, hey, how's it going? Randy, you know, I'm don't. i not referring to a real Randy, but uh, shout out to Randy Welch. Does anybody know who Randy Welch is? I'm not talking about Randy at all, but shout out to Randy, wherever you are, Randy. Uh, I don't know why I thought about Randy Welch, but uh, hopefully Randy's okay. I don't know. I haven't seen him or heard from him in a long time, but I just thought about Randy. Um but and that kind of stuff is that kind of stuff is wild because you you get to see that and it's like oh man that's crazy or like you you know you see a guy who's like randomly go to a church with a family member or something and then you see like you know 10 years removed or 20 years removed if you, I mean I'm not 20 years removed from the story I'm giving now but say somebody like man these dudes are like flipping chicks on a couch or like snorting coke we were snorting coke with this dude when we were like fucking 20 and like wild shit you know something like that not Randy Welch I'm not I've never done any of this with Randy Welch I may have had a beer with Randy Welch somewhere in life I don't know that I have I'm just, I shouldn't have even said your name, Randy. I apologize. Uh, but, like, you used to be snorting coke with this dude. We did X with this guy and blah, 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 blah. Watch that dude do a keg stand and chug vodka and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, now he's like, yeah, man, I'm happy as could be. You got me and, my, me and my daughter and my wife, you know, like something like that. And you're like, oh, shit, okay, cool. And it's like, you know, life goes on. You grow up. It is what it is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's just... It's interesting to see, and yet you always wonder about people's stories too, man. Like, and I always wonder, like, it always eats me up. Like, it always eats me up. It, I always, you know, deadbeat dads, like people my age that just turn out to be shitty dads. They like fuck you, you know, like what? Oh, I love my kid. And it's like, but you don't though. Like, you don't really do shit like to show for that, unless it's like one of those kind of like. Like, I say deadbeat dads. I'm just referring to dads. There's deadbeat moms, too, but I'm just, I mean, I'm just speaking to the dad aspect of it. Like, all I can think to myself is, like, dude, whatever you're running from, stop. Like, I can't even imagine. You know, like, I can't now. Like, I mean, you'd always be like, man, it's kind of shitty that dude just kind of, like, fucking don't give a fuck about his kid. But after you have a kid and after you're, like, around and you're there and you watch them grow up and they're, like... Little specimens, like, it's a fucking, it's still weird. I think it's still one of the weirdest fucking things that I've ever experienced in my life is being a dad. But 
it's like, oh my God, like, why wouldn't you want to be here for this? Why wouldn't you want to better yourself for this? Like, it's scary, the concept, before you have the kid, it is terrifying. But just like anything else in life, if you just suck it up and you take on the responsibility, it's like, I don't want to say it's light work. That is very dismissive to the art of raising a child because it is not. There's nothing easy about raising a kid. But sometimes it just comes so much more natural. The the, the adversity you face is normal and it is so it's like a so much healthier of an adversity to face than like the shit where you build these bridges that you tear down yourself. Like that you just fuck up and destroy yourself. Like the self-destruction of being a delinquent piece of shit that just goes out and rages all the time. Don't get me wrong, if you're happy doing that, by all means, but I'm just speaking for myself personally. And a lot of people that live like that, and this is from personal experience and anecdotal, people who live like that, you're running from something already. So it's like, if you just if you just try to deal with that stuff, try to. It's not as heavy all the time as it as it as you thought it would be. It's just like anything else. You guys ever play baseball? I used to play baseball. I played baseball for two years. My least favorite thing about playing baseball was hitting, because they uh, when I played baseball, uh, it was the first like the years were the first years that they actually had the kids pitching. And, and ironically enough, one of the fastest pitchers in the league whenever I played, this was Dixie Youth Baseball in Macomb. Shout out to all you guys that played Dixie Youth Baseball. But there's this guy named Aaron Roms. I don't know where Aaron Roms is these days. Shout out to Aaron. But uh, And he was like one of the fastest pitchers in the league. It was like him and like uh, Josh Cunningham. But Josh Cunningham was a big motherfucker. Like, and shout out to Josh too. Uh, but like Aaron was really small, but he could throw the ball fast as fuck. Josh Cunningham was big, big, uh, swole boy, just big motherfucker. Like, looked like he beat the shit out of you. But we weren't, nobody was really just, like, beating the shit out of each other at this age. We were young. Uh, but, no, like, and they were, like, two of, like, the fastest throwing dudes. Well, Aaron was on my team. So, Aaron was throwing the fucking ball. He was, like, our main pitcher. He was throwing the ball every time we practiced. So, I'm, like, having to go, and he scared the shit out of me. I was terrified that I was going to get hit with the ball. I was so afraid that I was going to get hit by the ball that we went and played against Josh Cunningham's team. I don't remember what any of these teams' names were. but uh, And the day that we played against them, it was in the middle of the day. I used the excuse that I was sick just so I did not have to go and fucking get on the fucking play baseball and have to stand there and have him throw the ball. Mind you, I don't think I ever got hit with the ball. I think in the first season, I don't think I ever got hit with the ball. But it still scared me. Second year that I played, the first practice that we were playing, the kid that was pitching the ball, literally the first time I get up there to bat, I mean, it, 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 was, it, was, it was crippling to me as a kid when I played baseball that I was going to get hit with the ball. Uh, made it work, you know, whatever. Actually, ironically, that first year our team won the, uh, the championship. We came in first place or whatever. It was pretty awesome. But uh, the second year, the very first practice, I got hit with the ball. And when I got hit with the ball, I was like, really wasn't that bad. That shit really wasn't that bad. I sucked. I did not hit worth I hit one double in the Jamboree the first year, and that was like the one of the first games. I hit a double. And this the very last game, I hit a double. Okay? So that's the only hits I got the whole season. The next season, I did way better. 
I did way better. Do you know why? Because we got the hit out of the way. I got hit with the ball, and I was like, that shit really wasn't even that bad. It's It hurt, but it wasn't that bad. And that's how, I feel like that's how so many things are. Like, we just let it just just crush us. It makes us debilitated, especially as an adult. Especially when you get to thinking about all of the things that we've been through collectively and as individuals. A lot of us have very similar stories when it boils down to the fact of broken homes or just like, you know, abusive in some way, shape, or form. Like figures that you looked up to in your life growing up. For some reason, they just, they crushed you somehow. Or whatever it may be. Those things, a lot of us can relate to that. A lot of us can relate to that. You watch people that you you love and admire and you cherish. You watch them deteriorate. Or you watch them do their best to to tear someone else that you look up to down. You know, you watch people who just can't get a break. Whatever it is, you watch 9-11. You watch war. You watch your friends go to war. Your family go to war. You watch your friends not come back. You watch your family not come back. You, you, like, you watch people get... Today... You watch people get consumed by drugs. I'm not talking about, you know, you popped a fucking Laura tab a couple of times five years ago. I'm not talking about, you know, you fucking uh, drank a handle the other weekend and you feel kind of bad about it. I'm not talking about you going out to the bar three or four times. I'm talking about you've watched people get torn apart by drugs. You've watched people lose their lives by Dude, we've got trauma. We have real trauma. I know it's a trigger word. Not a trigger word. It's just uh, make your eyes roll. It doesn't have to make your eyes roll. Because every single person you know has that. Every one of us deal with it differently. But also, a lot of us make up excuses not to deal with it at all. And, you know, those excuses can be very, 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 very problematic. And I I say all that to say, I've come through all this story to say that sometimes it's okay to just... What do you want? What do you actually want? And how do you get to it? And a lot of times what you have to have first is you have to have peace and you have to be able to appreciate yourself and appreciate what's around you. If that means that you have to remove yourself from whatever situation you're in, if that means you have to reach out to some other somebody else, if you want to change your routine, if you want to do any of that stuff, yes, it takes willpower, but it also just takes the desire to not want to be in this shit no more, whatever it may be. It's not just drugs and alcohol. It's not. It's, it, it's, it could just be toxic shit. Like, it's just shit that is all around you that just brings you down. And it might not bring you down. It just keeps you in the same place. It keeps you in the same fucking simple rotation that you don't want to be in anymore. If you don't want to be in that rotation, don't be in it. And, you know, don't have a kid if you're not ready. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I'm all over the place. But I, I mean I mean what I'm saying, and per usual, obviously, like I said, I, I am all over the place with it. But I, I do hope, I do hope that whatever it is, if you have anything, go- and if you're already kind of getting out of it, man, isn't it awesome? Isn't it cool? Like, just kind of like, man, I hate that it took me this long to figure it out, but I still got time. There's a lot of shit we can do in this life. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all of us are able to do whatever it is that we want to do. Uh, what I would like to do is to talk about a few of these topics real quick before we get out of here. I didn't mean to go so long. Happy birthday, Gideon. I love you, brother, or son, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so self-checkout machines ridiculed for asking for tips. I fucking bet they are. Okay, uh, quote, just the prompt in general is a bit of an emo- of emotional blackmail. Uh, this is an article from The Bite. It's a website, or futurism.com. Uh, tip bot. Okay, 
Tipping workers is undeniably good, but we may officially be through the looking glass now that self-checkout machines, which replace human cashiers, prompting customers for tips at the end of transactions. In interviews with the Wall Street Journal, Journal excuse me, confused consumers admitted to being com- confounded when self-checkout kiosks asked them if they wanted to tip. Uh, quote, they're cutting labor costs by doing self-checkouts. Ashita Jamar, a senior at Washington, D.C.'s American University, told the newspaper. So what's the point of asking for a tip, and where is it going? I'm going to read a little bit further here. It says, while multiple business owners who spoke with the uh, Wall Street Journal said that these sorts of prompted tips are pooled among the humans working on staff, others, including some food labor researchers, are not as convinced. Just the prompt in general is a bit of emotional blackmail. Garrett Bellmiller, B. Miller, B. Miller, okay, a 20-something public relations worker in New York City told the paper after being caught off guard by a tip prompt at a convenience store inside Newark International Airport. He and another person who spoke to the Wall Street Journal both said they declined to tip at these uh, airport self-checkouts. I mean, come on, dude. Give me a fucking break. You were literally, you were literally watching... AI take over the entire world. Like it is, it's not taking it over yet, but it is on its way. It is far more infectious than COVID was. Obviously, it's a different type of infection. I understand it's different, but it is. Oh my God! Like AI is all over the place. I understand that the self checkout kiosk is different, but guess what? It is the prime definition of they took her jobs. Like I mean, dude. I am not giving a fucking robot a tip. There are things that are happening in this world that I don't particularly, I am not particularly okay with. But if there is a large enough swath of society that is okay with it, then I will let it be. I will let it be. I'm not one to complain. I'll even take the time to understand, possibly appreciate. Tipping a fucking robot is, tipping a computer is not something I have any interest in doing. I will not be extorted by a fucking robot. That is crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I want you to just think about, okay, there's this restaurant here in uh, Hattiesburg, or in Hattiesburg, near where I live. It's like a Chinese and sushi or Japanese place or something like that, and they have this little robot that brings you your appetizers. Uh, they might bring you your actual food. I don't know. It just brought us our appetizers. But cool, neat, that's awesome. If that thing reached his hand out and asked me for a fucking tip... I would put the food back on it, and I would be like, I'm leaving. I'm not paying for any of this. If you're fucking robot, you probably are looking forward to firing somebody as soon as this robot is capable of doing all this shit on its own. Suck my dick, okay? That is crazy to me. And I've, I've you know, I, I'm obviously we sit here, you know, everybody's been to Walmart at some point in recent history, and you go in, the lines are long, and then they've got this one person standing over in this little area where they have like six self-checkouts. Okay, well, I'm going to go over here, and I guess I'm going to do my self-checkout. Check myself out. Wow, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to check myself out. And, uh, yeah, you know, if that thing asked me for a tip, why? Why? What is the justification for that? It doesn't make any fucking sense. If whoever whoever it is that those tips would go to, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. When was the last time you tipped the person that fucking checked you out at a grocery store? Probably never. You probably have never done that. 
Is there any reason why we? I mean, I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm sure somebody has. Somebody out there is probably like, "Well, you're an asshole. You should. They don't get paid enough." Be like, well, neither do I, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't even imagine that. I'd be like, dude, I'm gonna go spend this, you know, dollar. What do you want as a tip? You want twenty percent of my fucking three hundred dollar grocery bill? You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the prices of shit that's going. I'm being. I'm totally. No, I'm totally okay, boomer. Right now, I guess I'm not a boomer, but I'm just saying. Like, I could imagine I probably sound like an ornery old man talking about that, but. There's nobody that's listening to this that is totally that is cool with tipping a, a, a kiosk, a cashier kiosk, correct? There, I mean, there's no one who's listening to this that you're going to have to, like, hit me in the DMs and explain that to me. Like, I'm serious. Like, I need answers. And if you're one of those people that I was talking about earlier that needed someone to talk to, hit me up about that stuff first. Let's get over that. Let's get a let's create a bond and a connection. And then you can be like, yeah, man, but I do think you were wrong about the whole tip in the kiosk thing. You should have a little more, you know, couth about you. That is fucking crazy, dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And, and if you see that, I would encourage you. If you see that in public, you should say if the, there is a human around, you should tell them this is bad. Let's not do you guys need to take this out of the fucking program. This is ridiculous. They want to put chips in our brains. I'm not saying that as a conspiracy. I'm saying like on some Elon Musk fucking Neuralink shit. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. But you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay the, uh, the fucking computer. Really, really. Go gamble that money. Go buy a fucking lottery ticket. Don't tip the fucking computer. Go buy a fucking beer. Jesus Christ. Go do something. I know I just got through telling you guys to get get it together, but holy Christ. It, you, I would rather you go buy a 40 than to give that money to a fucking computer. Jesus, Lord have mercy. That is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that's not something that I am interested in. I have no desire. Uh, today, Apple had a giant... Uh, Apple had a big announcement. You know, they do their little keynote, big things once a year or whatever. Uh, they they made a pretty big announcement. Uh, you know, it's actually their first major product since 2014. Uh, and crazy, huge announcement. Uh, and then I'm, it, it looks great. I'm cool with it. But uh, Apple just announced its first major product since 2014, the Vision Pro. It is their, uh, it is a mixed reality headset. And, uh, you know... Let me just read. Apple announced its mixed reality headset, the Vision Pro, on Monday uh, during their developer conference. The headset is its first major new product. Okay, I've said this. Since the Apple Watch in 2014, the Vision Pro will allow users to see apps in a new way. Ooh, upside down. I'm joking. In the spaces around them, uh, users can use their eyes and hands to navigate through apps and search with their voices. The headset can be used to watch movies, including... In 3D, with spatial audio, view their own pictures or videos and play video games. It can also be used for work with video conferencing apps, uh, Microsoft Office Tools, or Adobe Lightroom. Okay, so they can utilize it with Microsoft stuff as well. Uh, it will be available um, early next year. Apple stock dropped about 1% after the company unveiled the headset, giving up gains from earlier in the day. With a feature called EyeSight, the headset can become transparent or opaque to signal to people around the headset use uh, to, to signal to people around the headset user if they've if they're immersed 
in an experience or available to interact. Spatial audio will make it feel like they're, the user is totally immersed in the experience, including by sensing other items in the room. The Vision Pro can also create a realistic-looking avatar or a user of a user to use in the experience. Sorry, this is written weird. The headset is made to fit different face shapes and sizes with adjustable and interchangeable parts. The company announced several partnerships for the Vision Pro on stage. Disney CEO Bob Iger appeared on stage to announce that Disney Plus would be available on the Vision Pro from day one of its, of its release. Unity stock spiked over 20% and trading was briefly halted after Apple announced a partnership with the game development platform. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, it looks nuts. I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, I get it. You know, I understand why someone would want it. It's actually pretty gnarly. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it looks like everything that they told you VR would be is kind of what it looks like it's gonna be. And of course, it would be Apple that is uh really you know doing. I mean, we expected something like this from Apple. You know, and we expected you know them to take it on at some point. This would be something that they would take on would be VR. Uh, I think that a lot of people are in and out on a lot of people are hater aid, uh, hating heavy on things like the metaverse and, you know, digital this, digital that. And I hate on it too, absolutely. But in the same breath, I'm not completely in denial. I see where the world's going. Uh, I also have a pretty negative outlook on shit like that, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, it, it's there and it looks pretty lit, but I am going to tell you something. We're going to play a little game. I want you to guess how much it is. Are you? Did you guess three hundred dollars? Okay, it's gonna be higher. Five hundred? Do I have five hundred anywhere higher? Yeah, it's gonna be higher. Eight hundred higher? Yes, yes. All right, a thousand dollars. It's not high enough. All right, let's uh, jump a little quicker. Fifteen hundred dollars? Nope. It's not gonna be fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, that's crazy. I know. That's fucking nuts. Two thousand bucks. No, it's still higher, actually. Higher than $2,000. 2500 Nope. Listen, I bought my uh, MacBook Super Duper right here for uh, $1,100. MacBook. Got it. $1,100. Guess where I got, how much I paid for this. Shout out to my taxes. Uh, so, yeah. Keep going. 2500 Nope. It's higher. $3,000, dude. $3,000 plus $500. That's how much it is. It is $3,500 fucking dollars for the VR Apple headset. The Vision Pro is starting at $3,500. Can't even fathom. Can't even fucking fathom. Like, you got that? You going to cop that? I actually need to text my brother. Because my brother's a big Apple guy. He always has been. He probably is annoyed by that by now. Probably doesn't even like being called the big Apple guy. Probably thinks it's tacky. Don't call me that. You know, I just like Apple products. You don't have to make a spectacle of it. Big Apple guy, okay? He's probably not getting this shit. He's going to be like, suck my dick. He might not. I, I mean, he might be like all in. And I don't blame him if he is. But, you know, this shit is crazy, dude. $3,500, bro. I'm good. Touch grass. Touch grass, my friend. Fuck this. This is nuts. I mean, $3,500. You got that? You sitting on that right now? Any of y'all, by chance? Are you sitting on $3,500 for the new Vision? The new Vision Pro? This shit better give me head. I'm telling you, the only way in hell that I'm getting this is if uh, literally I can just press a... Okay, Apple. <laughs> Suck me off. <laughs> 
That is insane. $3,500 for a fucking headset. I'm good, bro. I'm gl- I'm surprised that the fucking apple didn't fall from the tree. As far as apple stock, you get it? Apple falling from the tree. <laughs> uh, their stock only fell 1%. $3,500 is a lot of fucking money. But I'll tell you what, I hope I know someone who gets one. Because I really would love to try it out. Because the shit looks cool as fuck. Uh, it might not be, though. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I'll have to get it, you know, once somebody fucking, once the world ends and nothing is worth anything, we don't have internet or power and fucking life and we get nuked to hell, maybe I can find one in the rubble if I'm still alive. Uh, but yeah, so that is a thing that is happening is the fucking uh, Apple Vision Pro. I, I don't even understand. I don't even understand. Uh, you know, I was going to read to you guys some shit. I had some more uh, political drama stuff that was going on, but I'm not even going to bother, you know, I started out fucking spilling my heart out to you guys about all kinds of random shit, so I don't really feel, I don't really feel like I have the heart to tell you guys about the, the, the negative plights of society that are going on, I do want to tell you guys, listen, if you hear anything at any point in the coming days or the coming weeks, uh, especially when we do things on this show, when you, you spend time on social media for some reason or another, I'm sure, when you see this stuff that's like, uh, you know, really like politically charged or when they're talking about how like they want that Joe Biden's son was doing something fucked up or Joe Biden was doing something fucked up and corrupt. Oh, he, did you guys see him bust his ass? He busted his ass, bro. Joe Biden, man, he busted his ass the other day. <laughs> This dude can't. He can't make it. <laughs> He's not gonna make it, bro. I'm telling you, he he got sandbagged. You should check that out. If you hadn't seen it, you should see it. It's really sad, I guess. Ultimately, but fuck him. He's like a warmonger and corrupt piece of shit, just like everybody else who's the president. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit, man. Like I was gonna say, as all this stuff that goes on, especially when it talks about politics, I know that people get so tribal and get so angry uh, about stuff and. Hard-headed, stuck to their ways. People who like never Trumpers or like they're never Democraters or whatever it may be. Just look the shit up. Whenever, promise me something. I need you guys to promise me something, especially those of you that are still listening. Whenever you hear something, I need you guys to just start looking it up. And don't just look for sources that you immediately go to the place where you, they say everything you agree with. Sometimes there's really harsh realities that you just have to take in. Sometimes you have to accept that there are dark fucking things happening in this world. Sometimes you have to accept that there are corrupt, corrupt, evil, twisted, fucked up shit happening in the world. And sometimes there's fucked up shit that's just as simple as people being greedy. It could just be a, one single person being greedy doing shit that they thought they could get away with. It doesn't matter political on the political spectrum wherever you land on that. It's all hogwash anyway. It's all hogwash. All the bullshit that, that's going on in the world is just shit that makes us not like each other for one reason or another. I know that I'm just as much victim to falling into the bullshit as anyone else. I'm just saying, but for the sake of you just knowing, for you to be able to know and that no matter what, I mean, I'm not saying that you should just be blackpilled to the point where you think it's always doomsday. You don't have to always sound like me on this show, like where I'm just like, oh, well, these fucking, they're all corrupt and I hate them. Nah, nah. You don't have to be that way. But you do need to be aware. You need to be aware if you are going to allow, if you're going to allow the elites of our country to penetrate you from behind, 
you need to at least know what they're penetrating you with. At least just be aware. Look into it. Don't be afraid to be a little bit a little bit crushed that your guy was just as fucked up as the other guy was. I mean, I'm just saying. It's not a it's, it, it and I'm not talking about just the presidents. I'm not just talking about politicians. I'm just saying in general, we have all these cultural arguments and it's always like, "Oh, well this this and this." Zoom out a little bit. Every now and then, zoom out a little bit and look into the shit yourself. I say all kinds of shit on here on this show. I don't want to say not, a lot of the times when I'm talking, I'm just telling you some shit that I have read. I'm telling you some shit that I have heard and I've looked at a little bit and I'm like, damn, this seems a little fishy. There are things that go on. There's times where I'm wrong or there's times where I just might have a differing opinion from somebody else, whatever it may be. But there's some times where I could be right. It's not about me being right. I just happen to, I'm telling you that just because this shit sounds crazy sometimes, it doesn't mean that it's entirely fucking crazy. So I do want to tell you guys, take some time out of your day when you find this shit on the internet and you're like, oh, these people are full of shit. All oh, these motherfuckers are just Republic, crazy Republicans or all oh, these guys are just crazy fucking leftist lunatics or whatever it may be. Look the shit up. Look it up so you know. So at least you know whenever somebody else comes up and makes you feel really uncomfortable and brings up some shit you don't want to talk about, look the shit up just so you'll know. Sometimes you'll really be shocked. You will really be shocked by the things that you see. But don't be afraid of that because you would rather just know. You would rather know and then do exactly like we were talking about earlier. Just deal with it. You deal with it. You come to terms. Life goes on. You be happy and you live your life. I appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. I know it was a, a different kind of episode, so uh, I apologize. I don't apologize. I'm glad I talked about that stuff earlier, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, I hope that, like I said, if any of you guys want to talk about something or just shoot the shit, you guys message me. I'm, I'm really bad about getting back to people, but I'm going to try to start doing better about that, even just for casual conversation. I do appreciate all of you who listen to the show, and um, like I said, everybody who has supported the show for years and years it's weird to say we've been doing it for years and i really do appreciate you guys for when i you know i've heard some people talk when they go and they listen to some of the other shows you know that i I do stuff with or if i go and i'm guest on you guys go and kind of it helps it really does help you know uh, i don't want to say my credibility but it helps my credibility whenever you guys go and y'all listen to the radio station or y'all go and y'all listen to the follow the the uh hillian hideout podcast uh or listen to some of the music or if y'all you know, fuck with uh, comic book cinema or any of the different things that I do. Uh, and I, my friends do and stuff like that. It's kind of nice. It's all, you know, we want to just continue to build a community and with the podcasting and, you know, music and internet shit and stuff like that because we want to all be able to be there for each other. And, you know, everybody has differing opinions on different things. Talk about video games, talk about music, talk about politics, talk about cultural shit. We talk about sports. We talk about stupid shit. We need to continue to 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 feel like we are are built. We need to actually be building our communities. You know, we need to be having communities. We need to be having fucking fun, man, and not just having fun. But we need to be have fun, and we need to grow, and we need to continue to do awesome shit. I'm rambling. Look, thanks for tuning into organicpoisonpodcast.com. Don't organicpoisonpodcast.com. It's not even a fucking thing. Thank you for tuning into Organic Poison Podcast. And be sure to check out DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Save that shit, and uh, let's keep it moving. I appreciate you guys coming back next week. This is the first week in a 10-week 
uh, run, and I promise you guys we got some good guests coming on. I've been trying to line them up real good, nice and tight for y'all. But, uh, you know, it's my son's birthday, so I was not trying to lure anybody in. I didn't know when I was going to get this episode done, so here I am getting it done. And uh, I fucking love you guys. Uh, I hope whatever you're doing today, you're doing it and you're making your life better uh, and moving forward. So, uh, fuck shit up. Just not your... (laughs) Yeah. You guys get everything together. Just uh, fuck shit up. That's a great idea.